First reading is three verses from the book of Genesis. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Now the earth was formless and empty. Darkness was over the surface of the deep, and the Spirit of God was hovering over the waters. Then the Lord God formed a man from the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life, and the man became a living being. This is the word of the Lord. Hear the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ according to Mark. The reading is from Mark 1 um, and from verses 9 to 12. The baptism and testing of Jesus. At that time, Jesus came from Nazareth in Galilee and was baptized by John in the Jordan. Just as Jesus was coming up out of the water, he saw heaven torn open and the spirit descending on him like a dove. And a voice came from heaven, you are my son whom I love and you and I'm well pleased with you. At once the spirit sent him out into the wilderness. This is the Gospel of the Lord. So loving God, thank you for your word to us. Uh, Thank you for uh, showing yourself in those stories of scripture. May we learn something of you and something of ourselves today in them. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Please do be seated. Uh, So what a wonderful joy um, it is to have been able to baptize Shandor today in the presence of his friends and of his church family. I know uh, that God is throwing a party in heaven um, over Shandor as God's beloved child today. And at our baptism, so at your baptism, and for those of us who've been baptized, um, we are truly, there's a truth in the fact that we are brought to life in a new way, in a new way. It's something that is part of every baptism, uh, but is particularly visible when we do it like this, Uh, This idea that in baptism we are choosing uh, to die and are raised to life, new life in Christ. We see that as the person goes under the water and as they come up again uh, to take that breath. Today, uh, we're finishing off a short series. We've been doing a short series on what it means to be human. And so we've done mind, body, and today it's spirit, which is very pertinent. Because for Shandor and those baptized, in baptism, there is a reminder of who we are, what it means to be human creatures made in the image of God. And so the first Bible reading that we had there, which was from Genesis, we're reminded of that with the spirit or the breath of God 
those words and scripture are often interchangeable. So the, the spirit, the wind, the breath of God hovers over creation. Uh, and ca- creation is very chaotic. Um, and the spirit of God brings life out of these turbulent seas. And then, after God does that, I'm often heard saying this, that God uh, gets uh, muddy, gets dirty in the stuff of creation as God tenderly makes this human being out of the dust of the earth. And then God breathes into the human person. The breath of God which brings us to life. So there's a correlation between what we do in baptism and our very first creation. From the beginning, our very life is not just created by God, but the breath that we breathe, our spirit, our ongoing existence is dependent on God's breath, God's spirit in us. But as you know, the truth is, and this is the story of the Bible, that human beings forget that this is true. We forget that our very life is contingent on God continuing to breathe life into us. Um, And one of the joys and challenges of baptism, uh, what Shandor has Uh, stepped into today this story in a particular way with your baptism is that baptism is a reminder not to forget God and not to forget that without God we're not alive we're effectively dead it's a hard thing to say but that's what we're saying that actually we're saying with God there is true life there is true life in God. In baptism, especially when we do it like this, you have that image of coming out, up out of the water. It's like the waters of birth. And it's being born again. And it's not just um, a visible sign or a metaphor. There's real truth in what we do and what we say in baptism. A being born again. You are new. And this is true. So baptism is like an echo inside our soul, um, both of our first breath that we took, uh, but also of that first breath of createdness that God breathed into us as human beings. It's like a stirring of our memory deep in our DNA where we remember that God is our source of everything, that we are loved by God before we were created, and then we're created by God out of that love, and we're brought to life by God, and we are sustained in life by God, and that we are made to be loved by God, and in returning God's love, We are made whole, and we really are brought to life. I often think that a lot of the world's problems 
and a lot of our problems as we wrestle in our internal selves can be rooted in the fact that we find it so difficult to know how to accept this abundant and overflowing and unconditional love from God. And so we can search for it in other places because it's something we all need. We need to know we're just loved because we're loved. And we search for it uh, in all other kinds of places, you know, sex, drugs, rock and roll. Or we fight with others uh, in order to feel powerful or important or significant. You know, and that leads to broken relationships or on a global scale to war. In baptism, we receive, like the story with Jesus, we receive again, this is, this is confirmation, which we know in our soul, but in baptism we receive it again, that we are beloved. You are a beloved child of God. That's true. We all need this affirmation as human beings. To know that we are loved just because we're loved, not because of anything that we do. And there's no need for seeking it in any other destructive ways. No need to fight because there's enough of God's love to go around. The one who created you and who knows everything about you (laughs) loves you. This is true. And it's something that we all need to return to again and again in our life with Jesus, following Jesus, uh, because we easily forget it, because other stuff comes in and um, shakes that belief. But we must go back to that, that truth, in order to keep living for Jesus and following Jesus. Because if we don't know that we're loved, it's very difficult to love others. And it's particularly difficult to love others who the world doesn't love. Or the world sees as unlovable. We need that overflowing source of love from God in order to love this world to life. Because that's what we're called to do as Christians. And the Spirit of God is not tame as well, this life that is breathed into us. It's not tame. So you will notice, actually, in in the translation that I have, it says in, in Mark's Gospel that the Spirit drives Jesus out into the wilderness. It's a very active thing that the Spirit does. Drives Jesus out into the wilderness after his baptism, where Jesus experiences temptations to turn away from God. And we experience those temptations. But in baptism, we we are given a marker, like a line in the sand or a pin in the map, as it were. Something which is not, uh, which is an objective truth. Whenever we begin to doubt that we are beloved, that we are called to love others in Jesus' name, then 
those of us who are baptized, we have a moment to go back to, to remember. We remember our baptism. You know that God has spoken love over you and that you have chosen to love God in return. And that can never be taken away. It's a moment. It's an objective truth in your journey. And if you're here this morning thinking, well, I was a baby when I was baptized, so I can't remember it. Well, neither can I. I was a baby when I was baptized as well. But I do know that it happened. And I know that people prayed those promises over me. And that when I was old enough to make those decisions for myself, um, that I was able to stand up and say those promises. That Christ claimed me for his own. And so at the ripe old age of 25, I was confirmed. And that's what we do in the Church of England to finish off that baptism when it's babies that are being baptized. So if that's you (laughs) and you haven't been confirmed, I encourage you to do it. It's a way of saying those promises that were made over me, I own them. I own them. But your baptism is this objective truth that God has said again that you are loved and that you are made to be loved and to love God in return and to be part of God's mission to love this world to life. We are called to live our Christian lives in light of our baptism which reminds us of our createdness right at the beginning, which reminds us that we are breathed into by God and loved deeply by God. So may you hear today those words from heaven, here is my beloved child in whom I am well pleased. And may you know yourself living, breathing, spirit-filled, loving creatures of God, those creatures of God that you were made to be. Amen.